Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting episode. We have an all-star cast here with Mike, Yanis, and a new Wild Matt has appeared. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy another exciting episode, because here we go! So, to my right is Yanis. What it do? To my left is Mike and Pudge. And across from me, for his first time on the Snap Crackle Podcast, Matt Green. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I'm not even mad at you for not dancing, Matt. I'm not even mad at I you. I don't think we've ever had a first time guest dance. Yeah. The first uh, time through. Yeah, I was, yeah, I I was right. bobbing my head to the music and enjoying your moves. Dude, there's some pretty. It was, it was a show. Moves. It was delightful. It was a show. It was good. All right. So before, do you want to do Yanis? Yanis apparently wants his. He's telling me he feels like he doesn't have a large enough part on the show. He can't get a hold of me through the week. <laughs> there's a lot of things going on. A part of that is I never gave him my phone number, but he called me through <laughs> Facebook. So thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for Love that frightening thing. Away. I'm like, I'm on Tinder, and then there's a, a gorgeous black man on taking up the entirety of my screen. And I'm like, did I swipe up? Is this a new option? Damn right. Oh, my gosh. Damn right. So what did I do right? Uh, and it was Yanis saying, like, look, like, I want to do the show, but I don't want to do it if it's worth my time and <laughs> you know like I got a bit about baby's kids <laughs> and I got stuff I want to do and I'm like Yanis 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 I've told you if I've told you much I've told you a million times you take all your problems to Mike if he feels like I need to hear it he will go to to me. Okay, Mike is our buffer. Don't make direct he, eye contact. He is our he is our buffer. You're making it when, weird. When I have problems with you, I don't go to you. I say, Mike, I need you to tell Yanis this. Okay, and then yeah. the next show, it's all fixed. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good system we've had in place. And today, it got shattered. I'm wearing deodorant go. now. You broke the glass ceiling. Farting. Now there's like. shards everywhere. Okay. So, since I don't want to be looked at as, you know, just another white man keeping another black man down, the floor is yours, good sir. Take it away. Well, you know, we've we, we got a real heavy episode coming here. We got all the sad things, all the heavy, well, you know what? all the heavy news. And all of that, before I actually uh, let you speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead and finish. But, but Beyonce. Ben Pennell <laughs> had the greatest album of all that's time. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> do we want to do this all at the beginning? Or do you just want to find a nice place in the middle of all this craziness we're getting ready to go into to just say, let's go at the end. You, at the very end? At the very end. I'm I'm owed. This is my 40 acres and a mule and three minutes to run to run down <laughs> I on was, some fun topics. I always knew reparations would get out of hand. Damn I didn't right. know they were going to start I'm not even rearing their ugly head on the podcast. Is there nothing holy? Immigrant reparations? What do they think of next? <laughs> we need to build two walls. One for the people and one for the reparations. My gosh. Uh, All right, so Matt, you're going to have to um, talk into the mic in order for it to work. Am I? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid how, to shout over everybody. Mm-hmm. That's it's okay. Works. But the first thing I want to get into, since we're now putting Yanis' stuff at the very, very end, right, we're saving the best for last, obviously, mm-hmm. is I want to talk about 
abortion laws. Dun, dun, dun. First, can I ask why Mike gets the really cool mic over there? So that's... Come on. Come on. That is a really cool mic, and it looks like Mike. You know, like if Mike were to be a mic, that'd be the mic that Mike would be. You're not wrong. It's also a really great mic, and it's also for, you know, like our guest or whoever, but then... Mike said he likes the couch. I like the couch. Sitting in a chair, he said, makes him feel like he's at work. And apparently that scares Mike is, to have a normal job. This is more my speed. <laughs> so we let him We let him stay on the couch. Fair it, enough. If that mic could swing dance, that Ooh. would be like, Ooh. It, it looks like it's meant for swing dancing. Do I owe you reparations too? Or? <laughs> nah. Oh, okay. All right. Nah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. All right. So, abortion laws. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. Oh, goodness. Here we go, Mike. Lay it on us. So, <clears throat> my thoughts are this, and I, 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 I go past the abortion right away to looking at why in the world do we all of a sudden start going in and changing stuff like abortion right now? In this moment, in this time, in this year, with these things going on, people have told me, "Oh, it well, does feel a little weird." It's it's the, now we have a conservative uh, grand jury, and so you know they're trying to get things changed because of that. I'm like, bro, we've Supreme had a, Court, we've had or, yeah, same thing. Supreme Courts, <laughs> grand juries, whatever. Is that, call, is that what they call it on Handmaid's Tale? Not the same thing, but okay. <laughs> anyway, we got the conservative news running. We have things. a new con- a conservative tribunal. It's hard to listen to the news when you're on your Harley every day. All right, he's living free. I don't listen to the news. You don't attract many lot lizards if you're always listening to NPR. Okay, like they want to hear they want to hear the the disc jockeys talking. Okay, but continue, please. So my thoughts were: I can't imagine this is just happening to be now because there just happens to be this conservative leaning everything happening right now. And yep. and then everybody's like, oh well, now we have the chance to finally change those abortion laws that have been bogging, bother, bothering us for the past forty eight years or whatever it's been since Roe versus Wade. And I'm right. like, no, there's. There's something else going on here. Yeah. And so it's a distraction. It's absolutely it's always a distraction. A distraction. Yes. Everything's a distraction. What do you, you think, is, think what do you think is a distraction of and then we'll go right back to the abortion? I don't freaking know. If yeah. I knew what it was a distraction I think of, it's, then I personally think it's one of the other things we're gonna talk about today, which is the Iran. rising tensions with Iran. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like that to me I seems mean, like it, a much bigger thing. Yeah, we can we yeah. can we'll We'll yes. get to that. Well, I, get guess, to that. But- I mean, it's not only that too, but I mean, like, think about how much gas prices have gone up because of it. I mean, I think, I think because we know that the cost of living is going to go up significantly because of the actions of our, you know, current administration. I think you have, you know, a, another potential war in the Middle East, which could be insane. Because who does Saudi Arabia back in that situation? I mean, do they do they back the you know their theocratic ally, or do they you know do they back us there? Why not both? <laughs> I mean, they play both yeah, sides anyway. From, I was where's say. the money coming from? Yeah, they, they play both sides anyway. They don't so, care. Yeah. They just, wherever the money's coming from, yeah, that's so, all I mean, that matters. Well, so I mean, I, I, I just, because now with the tariffs that we have coming up here, like the cost of living is going to get really expensive for Americans very, very quickly. And it's all because of a dick measuring contest. And I'm sorry, but like, I, I honestly, I think part of it is a distraction, but also at the same time, I think, that people who have a legitimate fundamental opposition to abortion are trying to see how far they can push it because a lot of these laws, they're not, they're never going to get enacted. They're going to get struck down by some higher court. Yep. And so, yeah. so it, even if, 
even if it's just, you know, a play to just show like, well, look what we try to do for, you know, for, uh, for our constituents who, when we believe in the sanctity of life and wait all a these second, things. Wait a second. Are you telling me politicians are taking an actual issue and politicizing it? Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> no, the FBI is going to crash through this window any second. <laughs> you are being surveilled, good sir. I know that. Um, but no, but I think you know. But, but I, like I said, I think it's, it's at least you know political street cred. You know, where now it's like, well, you know, we fought the good fight to try to get abortion banned by these you know these mother loving liberals. You know, so it's like, so so I think that's kind of part of what it is. Where they're they are probably just trying to like just a see what they can get away with see what sticks and win some street credit at the same time. And could there be a better poster child than the state of Alabama? Can we just sit back and appreciate, can we appreciate this situation? Take it away, Matt, please. Just my favorite part about all this though is like, look, I haven't been on here. So anybody listening to this doesn't know me, but you guys have seen my Facebook posts, you know, like, I don't lean one way or the other. Like I'm, I'm pretty, you're an extreme model. I'm, I'm a freaking anarchist <laughs> when it comes down to it. Right? But, but I, I'm so tired of the white men making laws for ladies. Shit. Like, come on, man. The person that introduced the bill in Alabama woman, plenty of the representatives, women, it's not just white men. It's conservatives. It, stop painting every conservative as some old crotchety white dude. Right. Okay. It's not old crotchety white dudes that put Trump in the office. It's, it's all of them. Yeah. Like let's stop pigeonholing conservatives into old white men. Like the two people that the left want to beat Trump are old white men. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like it's true. Get over it. Yeah. And, and it's funny to me because um, everyone's making a big deal. Leslie Jones of SNL fame had a big skit. Yeah. That's my cousin. It was, it was, um, it was groundbreaking. She was dressed in the red garb with the white handmaid's tell thing on her head. And it was really, I was like, I've never seen anybody do this before. But the only, the real problem I have with Leslie Jones, <laughs> the real problem I have with Leslie Jones having a, like this whole, like, don't tell me what to do with my body. I'm like, who's getting her pregnant? Like, that's the bigger discussion here. Old that's the men. distraction. First of all, judging hard, you know? <laughs> that forehead hers, I am. Like, my God. It's more like a five head. That. She's from Colorado. That's a huge woman. Yes. <laughs> She's a Colorado cousin. If I've ever seen one. If I've ever seen one. She don't have dreams, she have movies. Yeah. <laughs> he introduced me to last week's uh, podcast <laughs> over the weekend. So. We that was a that. good episode. It was. Around. That was a good episode. That I, was fun. I got multiple good chuckles out of that. There you go. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Got a good tickle. You should hear this stuff I had to edit out. <laughs> it's, it's, pretty, it. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So you think um, you're tired of the pigeonholing. What What are some other hot takes you have on this whole abortion bill nonsense? My my know. whole I, thing, my whole thing, and I think I think I'm surrounded by people that would agree with this is. Yeah, it's a pretty echo chamber in here, I think. Very echo I, I... <laughs> That's why we have Yanis. There's not going to be a whole lot of okay, so we get credit. We get credit. Oh, so you have the black libertarian? Yes, yes. Thank you. You're my, you're my shield when they come for me. I say, but look, I'm, I gave him 30 seconds at the end of the show. I'm your Candace Owens. That's what I am. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Put I'm a wig on. Okay. Put a wig on. Oh, that's for later. annoying. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. I think what really drives me crazy I think we are all huge proponents of individual liberty. Okay. The right that an individual has to do anything. And this idea that if I am morally opposed to something, I need to therefore support a law that bans other people from doing it 
is ridiculous. Just mind your business. Yeah. Mind your business. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I can be morally opposed to the idea of most abortions. Once again, I love when people are like, oh, so you don't like abortions? So if someone's raped by their uncle, they have to keep the baby? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm also against violence, but if someone's attacking you, I think you have the right for some violence, right? So yeah. use common sense here. I can be morally opposed to it and not think that there needs to be any laws telling people what they can and cannot do. Yeah, but Americans in general don't know how to mind their business. It's like you, you people are so concerned about what's happening in other people's backyards that they can't just go along their day. They have to somehow, and, and that's, that's my problem is that like, both sides are more concerned with uh, with societal engineering and making society in their best image or whatever that you know that we completely missed the point and we were and we were abandoning like the both sides had like some goodness about them you know and we we're abandoning so many of those like of those tenets that that you know that we all agreed were we could at least respect conservatives for wanting things to not get out of hand and we respect liberals for caring about people but yeah, <laughs> glad you're example for conservatives. They don't want things to get out of hand. Get out of hand. Liberals yeah. like people. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or you know, they or they are just you know kind of doing the the populist thing that people yeah. seem to you know be agreeing on and at that point in time, right? But we've we've gotten so far away from those things that we could agree upon. Like I can respect you for that. That we're that we're just so focused on social engineering and it's just it's awful on both sides. Well, it goes back to and we might talk about this next week in more depth. But I had sent Yanis uh, once again via Facebook because that's the only way that I feel comfortable like uh, talking to him. But I sent him some graphs. You remember the graphs I sent you? Yes. And it, it, there's all these studies that have come out where they they show how the middle, the moderates, it's disappeared in politics because the goalposts continuously move. And it was 1994, I believe, the last time that the most liberal conservatives and the most conservative liberals shared any of the same viewpoints. 94. And the problem with that is, like, the problem with that is now, they said back in 94, if you knew someone's opinion on abortion, for example, you might know two more things that they would agree or disagree with. Now, today, if you know just one of their political points, you know the next 10. No. So it's like, oh, if I know your opinion on gun control, I know these next 10 opinions you're going to have on right. whatever it is. So it's getting out of control. No, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's why the second I even engage anybody in like a discussion on Facebook or Reddit or whatever, like if you say, you know, you jump into like, let's say like a gun control debate, right? And I'm like, no, nah, I, th- I think we should be able to get recreational nukes from a vending machine, right? Like they just think that like you are some Trump loving MAGA hat wearing like <laughs> hick from the South. And I'm just like, nah, I also think that like gay and transgender people should be able to like bang to their heart's content and get married and do whatever they want while they shoot up heroin. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, I, let people do what they want to do. But extreme like, moderate. Extreme moderate. Extreme moderate. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, There's a t-shirt. You know, it's get like, married and bang. Those are some high hopes, Matt. <laughs> I'm, He's like, well, you what are you going to do? I'm trying to build a utopia here. <laughs> I'm optimistic. And, uh, you know, so it's like the second you say anything like that, like, and I got a whole like bank full of memes that I just throw on those threads. As soon as people are doing that, it's like, you know, should I say this and this blah, blah, blah. So that some, you know, liberal will call me a crazy conservative today. Or should I say this? So that some, you know, crazy conservative will call me a snowflake liberal today. You know? And it's like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous that like, it's gotten to that point right? Come where on. you have one opinion about something and, and 
probably kind of rightly so. Everybody yeah. just assumes your opinions are everything else because most of the people that have that opinion do have those other yes. same opinions. And it's it's just insanity. Can I can I also just comment on the fact that no. I'm, I'm not really a fan of the fact that Snowflake became, somehow it was, it mean that you were unique and then now it means like you were... I, I, I don't I don't get how that kind of happened, how that changeover happened, but I'm not a fan of it. You have, you have uh, the Fight Club movie to thank for that, I believe. Well, and the snowflake is the unique, it, it was supposed to be like you're a unique snowflake. Like you're, you know, because each snowflake is, in, is individual, right? That's yeah. what a lot of kids were. But it's a part of that spiel he gives them when he's trying to get them ready. And he's like, yeah. you are not a unique, a beautiful and unique snowflake. You are the all seeing all crap of the world yeah. or whatever. It's all in. So they take that and run with it. True. True. Of course, anyone that wants to derive anything that they think is a good idea from that movie and actually apply it to their real lives needs to be studied anyways. Like. I stopped applying the things I learned in that movie in my life when I was 15. <laughs> you know, you start to realize, actually, I like Ikea furniture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like central air. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, I, I don't do know. I do want to bang a crazy chick. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I want to live a little. So, yeah. you know, you back away. But some people just stick with it. Word. I love that movie. It's a, it's a wonderful yeah. movie. Yeah. You never let go of the dream. Never let go. Or the cat. I'll never let go of the <laughs> So is there anything else you guys want to say about wh how do you think we should go about this? I mean, just I know what you're going to say, but how do you think we should go about the abortion bills? <laughs> um, not have them. Yeah, well, not have them, first of all, but it's just it's a, it's a diversion. It's just a, it's a distraction tactic. And it's like we we don't have anything new to talk about, supposedly. Right. Which is what they would make you believe that we settled this thing. 50 years ago. Right. And now we're talking about it again. And it's just, it's crazy to think that, you know, that this, we, that we cannot see that we're having the wool pull over our eyes. That we're so manipulatable. So easily. How is that possible that people are so easily manipulated that like New York can come out of left field and say, oh, we're going to do third trimester abortions now. And all of a sudden we got this reaction from all the other states saying, okay, that now is we're funny though, because of course they don't want the death penalty in New York. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the kids they're like, uh. but but then, but then conversely though, all of those like you know those pro-choice or the uh, the pro-lifers in the South are like, well, you know, we we you know we gotta put God's justice and kill the killers, you know, yeah. it's like, it's this, it's the same thing, like, and and, and in a situation where fifteen percent of all convictions are wrong, including death row convictions, and that is probably a conservatively low yes. number. I want to ask you guys about this. So, how do you feel about the death penalty? Because my oh, my ideology about it has never, changed over the last like three years. Never ever. Never, we should never. not have the state deciding to kill. Like, Thank what you. the fuck? <laughs> this is, these are the same people who couldn't hand out water bottles at the Superdome. Right. Yeah. And yet they're going to decide life or who death. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. I want like, Leslie Jones' opinion on that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Absolutely no. not. Because yeah. you know how she could do it. Here's the SNL pitch. If Go you're Leslie it. Jones, <laughs> you do Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's you do you do a Green Mile sketch. My name John Colfus. So. <laughs> I'm scared of the dog. <laughs> that I could see here, and that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be funny. I would laugh. All right, there you go. That's your pitch, Leslie. Giggles. I know you're listening. Giggles, giggles. So death penalty for you, Mike? Yay or nay? He's like, I don't know. There's some bad, bad men out there. It's complicated. It's not complicated. <laughs> yeah. Death comes to all of us. Who cares if it comes from the state or a semi truck on the freeway? So you don't me. care. It doesn't matter to me. I care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I care. <laughs> no, you're right. No, I, I think I am more against the death penalty than ever because of those those very statistics. Yes. Yeah. As a kid growing up, I was like, yeah, you don't do bad stuff, so you don't get murdered. 
Well, the, I grew up and I realized, no, that's a stupid way to look at things. The false, yeah. the false, the falseness behind the way people pitch it is they're like, yeah, but if they're on death row, then after they're dead, then the state's not paying for it. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's so much more expensive yeah, to so. keep someone on death row. And guess what? They end up just dying in prison because they're, it yeah. takes so long. Yeah. So fun, fun quote. Uh, a friend of mine worked with a uh, prosecutor's office and the prosecutors had a saying that uh, they would joke about. And this is, I, I kid you not, 100% real. They would say a good prosecutor can get a conviction on a guilty person. A great prosecutor can get a conviction on an innocent person. I shit you not. Like they would say this to each other and joke about this in the office. Like yeah. Yeah. you grow up like watching stuff on TV and it's always like the slimy defense lawyers. Right. And it's yeah. like, then you become an adult and you realize, no, those are the good guys. Yeah. Those yeah. are yeah. the heroes. The prosecutors are the ones that can all go die in a fire. And then not, but not only that though, is that like when you hear about how much time a public defender spends reviewing case files before actually going to trial it's staggering. Seven minutes they get to spend reading a docket before, before they actually get to go and like say like, yeah, I just, what's this guy name? Mike? Steve? But Jim? I don't know. He, he didn't do it, Yana. Wait, the shrooms got legalized now, so they're, they're gone. Oh, this yeah. podcast so is just inevitably that. playing. That's fantastic. I know. That, that like legitimately That's surprised awesome. me. Yeah. And me not too. that it was Colorado, but just that like. That specifically happened. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was, uh, yeah. That's a step in the right direction, it and that's is, coming man. from somebody that will never do drugs ever in their life. Exactly. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But like, I, I honestly think that within the next decade, we're gonna see, like, it's it's just gonna be legal across the board here. I and and Mexico. I hope and so. And not not. And I don't mean this in like a like an arrogant. Ooh, America's awesome way. But let's be honest. Like we're like America we're, is awesome. We're, we're, we're a world that. leader, right? And so like, if that happens here. It's going to start happening like everywhere. I mean, yeah. it already has happened in other places, you know, small, you know, you see pockets of stuff like Portugal did a really good job with mm -hmm. yep. decriminalization. You know, Netherlands is, is yep. pretty, pretty chill with that it, stuff. It took, a step, it took a step in the wrong direction. Venezuela is kind of yeah. on the front line on this. I mean, it's legal there to eat your own dog. I mean, well, you kind of have that's to. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's yeah. pretty impressive. I mean, it's it's got to. I mean, it's pretty. The much thing be is, like, their zoo, there. the zoo, <laughs> and the buffet is the same place. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, look, I like this gorilla. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, if, if we if we end that stupid war, like, it shouldn't even be called a war. It's not a war. <laughs> There's two questions to ask, right? Do people want drugs? And do they exist? And if the answer is yes to both of those questions, there's not a war. Like no. drugs wins yeah. every day. <laughs> it has from here been. to eternity. Yeah. yeah. If the answer to both of those questions is yes, there is no war, and yeah. we need to just stop with this crap. Yep. And once we finally stop, that's going to be like a cascading thing exactly. where like everybody else is just going to be like, okay, well this is kind of over now. Exactly. I mean, because yep. when you think about the people, when the people you're trying to quote unquote protect are complicit <laughs> against <laughs> the war you're trying to fight. Clearly, you're gonna lose. It's, <laughs> like, a seat, it's like a seatbelt law. Exactly. That would be stupid. Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> hey man, I have seen some things. Well, I <laughs> speaking of speaking of the war on drugs and how drugs will win every time, I want to kind of take our sights to something else that we also think might be a little distracting, which is uh, the rising tensions in Iran, aka the war on terror. Mm. How did that work out for us, Matt? Break it down for us. 2001. All right, how we decide. Is, how has it worked out for us? How has it worked out for In us? In three words, it has not. It has not. <laughs> um, like, I, like, just put this in perspective. Like, you think about it. Kids 
graduating from high school this year don't know a world where we're not at war in Afghanistan. What the f- Are you serious? <laughs> like, really? And, and can you remind the listeners why we're in Afghanistan? Well, because they have opium fields. They've got poppy fields. So we got to. That's that's why we went. Oh no, that's no, that's not. That's not, that's not why. the. That's not the official reason, right? Even no. though we found out it was the so, Saudis. Some people from Saudi Arabia <laughs> that were here legally, by the way, uh, flew a plane into a building, and they were tied to some people that were supposedly being harbored by some people that were kind of in power in Afghanistan. So the only logical conclusion is to go start a war there that we're going to be in 18 years later. And Iraq I mean, <laughs> I mean that that's what everybody would have done, right? Like that it makes that's perfect the sense. Only Seems thing legit. that makes sense Seems in that legit. scenario, yeah. right? This is my generation's Vietnam. Only the music's not as good. <laughs> like that's the only difference. I'm sorry. Like, Lil Yachty is a national treasure, <laughs> and you watch your just mouth. imagine the choppers flying over the jungle, but instead of Shut you know your dirty mouth, Creedence Clearwater, it's like. I don't know. <laughs> Iggy Azalea. Disturbed. I don't know. Iggy Azalea hasn't been a thing in a little while, Michael. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cardi really? B. Cardi B's a thing. She is a thing. Yay. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It's, so is cancer. All right. We don't talk about it. I mean, it's like, gosh. It's Pop culture. Ridiculous, yes. man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know, do you know how often on average we, we dropped a bomb the last year of Obama's administration? Uh, uh, Obama, is a, a God-fearing, left-leaning, <laughs> humanitarian, good sir. You're right. You're right. He, uh, yeah, Nobel Peace Prize, well-deserved. Uh, every 20 minutes, on average, we dropped a bomb the last year of his administration, and Trump was like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, those are, those are rookie numbers. Mm-hmm. We got to pump that up. And uh, yeah, I want to say in 2018, I think, it was something like, so... I think about every 12 minutes we dropped a bomb on average. Solid. On seven seven different countries, I think. You dropped a bomb Libya, on me. Syria, <laughs> baby. Afghanistan, Iraq. Where else? Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking. But there's oh. like seven total. I think that we're just, we're just dropping bombs, you know, because like that's what the cool kids do these days. Well, mm-hmm. what's even scarier than that is the fact that we can redefine the rules of engagement essentially at will. Yeah. So when you ask people, for example, who killed bin Laden, a lot of people assume that it was the Navy well, SEALs. They say, oh, yeah. SEAL Team 6, SEAL Team 6. You know what they all were for that night? Honorary CIA operatives. <laughs> because that's a sovereign nation, kids. Yeah. And we can't go in there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. we check this box on this piece of paper, it changes it all. Exactly. Yep. So when you when you apply that, we are in, like uh, I think it was 134 different countries right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. With different operations. Yeah. And I'm like, my goodness. Yeah. How one of my many countries are there in the world? <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite jokes about the whole, like, you know, situation with Iran is, like, when people put, like, the map of the Middle East up and they're like, um, you know, if if Iran uh, didn't want to go to war with us, then why did they put their country by all of our military bases? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show, like, there's literally just, like, this circle yes. of U.S. military bases, like, all around Iran. And it's like... You don't think that would make people nervous? Yeah. 
Yeah. What do, and what, what do you I'm guys just, think saying. when we're dropping all these bombs? Obviously, it's only the bad guys that are being killed. No innocence. No, of course. Uh, no, no, never. no hospitals, no schools, <laughs> no, no innocent people. So, Mike, no what, what, do you, what do you think that's doing well, it's, it's to the people like, over there that we're dropping all these bombs on? Imagine you grew up in a world where Afghanistan every 12 minutes was dropping a bomb on your country. Right. How do you think you would grow up viewing that country? Y- you know how our high schoolers are growing up right now, graduating without ever knowing not war? Same with all the Iranians. Yeah. They have grown up their entire lives knowing that their fathers and uncles and sisters and mothers and everybody being bombed to smithereens. Well, they didn't go to every wedding. (laughs) I mean, some of this responsibility falls at their feet, (laughs) if we're being honest here. They should stop celebrating things and getting together in groups. That's right. Don't congregate. We won't drop bombs. We are are creating ourselves more and more issues. More more enemies. Yeah. More Mm -hmm. every single day. Every single civilian that's killed, we create a family's worth of enemies. So what what do you think? What do you think the end what do you think the end is? Realistically, do you think it's nuclear war? Do you think that they retaliate on a scale we haven't seen yet, like 10 9-11s at once, like 1,100? The only thing I can imagine is is us oh backing up gosh. and saying, you know what, you guys? Here is tons and tons of humanitarian aid, and we yeah. are sorry. Well, it's, well, it's, it's funny <laughs> the because- The only thing I can imagine. That's like the running somebody off imagine. the road and making them flip their car 10 times and then coming over and saying, I'm going to check your oil for you. <laughs> like, you <laughs> ran else? me off the road. What else are you going to do? Checking my oil doesn't help. You got to start making friends. But do you think again. at some point they come to the table to us and say, look, enough is enough? Do you think at some point we no. do that? I no, can't imagine I, that I, happens. It's I not think, a governing body that we're attacking. It's it's factions. It's individuals. It's people who are it's group the, organizing. It's, well, it's no, not well, the war on well, terror. The, well, the United States has deemed the government of Iran the harborers of terror. So, so by right, they can under like our war on terror protocol. That's yeah. a large blanket that, <laughs> yeah, for those of you uh, playing at home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and so think about this. When I mean, think of how cheap gas was before the rollbacks to the um, you know to the uh, the Iran peace talks that we'd had with President mm. Obama. You know, like the, I mean, we get at that point we were getting before the sanctions in like the mid nineties, we we're getting something like almost 20% of our oil from Iran. And then all that went away and then gas prices spiked and everything else. But, you know, but I think now things are, the world is as like as unsafe as ever, I think, you know, and it's for someone is benefiting. And I think Trump is, he says he's, he's a pro business politician. And I a hundred percent agree with him because I'm sure all of Halliburton and Northrop Grumman and all these companies are making a crap ton of money from, you know, from getting a bomb dropped every 12 minutes now, which is, which is crazy. You know, it's insane. It's, it's, and the sad thing about that is they were doing fine before he was in office. Oh yeah. And then the fact that he thinks tariffs are a good idea, which I, I, that hurts my head. There's literally, I, not like a single economist on the planet <laughs> yes, exactly on either side of the spectrum that's going to sit there and, and make any kind of rational argument saying, yeah, tariff, tariffs have good outcomes. Yeah. yeah. Like the it's smooth the Holly sad. act. Come on. It's the same outcome every single time. Every time. <laughs> every yeah. single time without fail. Yeah. There are short term gains. And then in the long run, goods and services become way more expensive. Smoot Hollywood did this in 1930. You know, it deepened and extended the Great Depression, you know, and are doing it again. And clearly Trump failed 12th grade history in economics. It's, it's just I think fact. you're giving him more credit than he deserves. <laughs> I don't know if he ever went to 12th grade history or economics. When you're a spoiled rich kid, I mean, what can you do? I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. So now I want to turn our gaze 
right. onto something called the SAT adversity score. So yes, before before I get your opinion, just real quick, let me let me read this. It says this fall, 150 colleges will start using this new metric designed to capture students' socioeconomic status and give context to test scores, according to the Wall Street Journal. The College Board is using a number of environmental factors that influence a student's home and school life, including neighborhood, crime rates, housing values and vacancies, the community's average educational attainment, and poverty poverty levels to calculate this disadvantage level, which is scaled from 0 to 100 and is based on census data from each student's neighborhood. Scores above 50 points indicate that the student has to navigate more obstacles than average to get an education or have access to college, while scores below 50 signify students who have enjoyed more advantages than most of their peers. While students don't see or know their score, admissions officers will be able to see an environmental context dashboard, which breaks down all the factors that go into the score. Dear Lord. (laughs) So you've heard about this, Matt? Oh my gosh, yes. Please, lay it on us. Give it to us straight. Okay, so we were talking about it right before you came over because I I had just read some blurbs about it and Mm. and I was just like, I don't even need to go into detail on this to know this is the stupidest thing I've read like all week. Uh, But my favorite thing about this, so we were just talking yesterday or earlier today or whenever, I don't remember. Anyway, sometime this weekend (laughs) about the biggest problem that we have in the world for, you know, having issues on having like equal opportunities is asymmetric information. Like some people have information that you can't get to. Right. And so this adversity score right off the bat in like the second paragraph of the wall street journal article about this, they're like, so this score, the students never see it. They have no idea what their adversity score is, but all the schools do. So this score just goes to these schools that you're applying to and you have no idea what it even is. And all it's based on is socioeconomic factors. Like how is it 2019 and we're not past this stuff? Like we're focusing on it more than ever. This is insane. Yeah. This is full on insane. Like we are just so backwards thinking with this. Like it, it's all about access to information and we still want to do things that that cause this this gulf of of information access and it's just ridiculous yeah. like but it's it's funny because i think we we still are i don't think it's clear that we still haven't gotten like over the idea that n- not everyone needs a college degree like yes. it's like this is this is part of the problem is that like we are still in the end this absurd idea that people should have college degrees and i'm sorry but they just shouldn't who they do you should. think's who do you think's continuing to push that ideology? Um, you think it's in the best interest of the government and the schools oh. to convince people that they need to go <laughs> three or four hundred thousand dollars in debt? Yeah, you know, Spend so the next thirty years paying back something to the government. But you know what? Interest. You know what? Now that we are now that we are aware of this, like you were pointing out, Yanis, I think some responsibility does have to start falling on the people that are, are going into this. It right. does. Absolutely. I mean, you, 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 I mean, you, like you have someone tell you, "Oh, I'm, I'm two hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt," and it's like the thing you have a degree for pays. $70,000 a year, <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. 
That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. does not make, make much sense. But that's yeah. math that people in high school are not telling high schoolers. It's things yeah. that high schoolers aren't even looking at. They're like, yeah. oh, this is what I'm supposed to do next. This well, if maybe, maybe if their adversity score wasn't so high, <laughs> you know, they know that. But I know now yeah. when I take my test, I'm going to tell them I'm from Detroit. <laughs> yes. I am from Detroit. Eight mile, right? baby. I drove a cinder block to get here. Okay. That's what I ride around in a 92 cinder. Okay. And, I, and I'm only from Detroit. Now I was I was in Flint before that. Yeah, there you go. There you I go. Upgraded. Yeah. So uh, I have a trigger, and that is clean drinking water. <laughs> if it is not brown, I will lose my mind. <laughs> but yeah, no, but the whole thing is just kind of silly. It's like I guess so. If you have a, a score of fifty or more, uh, you're considered you know you're having adverse you know issues in life or whatever, and you you know you're having I guess whatever the ridiculousness is. But yeah, no. So it's like I'm trying to figure out like if you had a forty nine, like you're poor. But not poor enough to get into Stanford here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is I think, crazy. I think this is really just a way for them to let, you know, different ethnicities besides Asians into like Ivy League schools. Potentially. I mean, Potentially. these are the Asians are the ones that are going to suffer the most because of this. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like this is an attack on Asia, which typically I'm behind. <laughs> but if they're on our side, we need to reconsider. Right. But I mean, but Asians. In Operation general. Chopstick. We brought all the good Asians here. <laughs> just like Paperclip. Please, we wouldn't have gone to the moon without, you know, those Nazis. True. Give me a break. Very true. Yeah. Real Nazis, too. Not like the good ones. I mean, like, bad Nazis. The good the Nazis? The good ones? Yes. They were <laughs> Go like, on. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying, by comparison, the idiots that were like, well, I was just following orders. And then, like, no, no, no. These were the guys that were giving the orders. That's who we got. Oh, like, yeah. the real, real bad ones. Yeah. True. Like, the ones that we had to, like, go in and get from the... Nuremberg Convention, like, yeah, like they were being prosecuted. And not we, good. We've got a space race to win here. Not you, good. Uh, <laughs> not good. Can you let this one slide? Yeah. yeah. Hans, can we get Hans over here, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's too funny. But anyway, so Operation Chopstick. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Asians, as you know, as an immigrant group, um, they definitely do the best. And we're talking from like Indian immigrants to you know China, Japan, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, so it's 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 funny because you know depending on your, you know, where your brownness comes from, you know, we tend to, uh, to overlook those, you know, those immigration issues, you know, and where does yours come from? How brown are you? How brown are you? And does your brown pay a lot in taxes? What can brown do for you? (laughs) Get me into Stanford. (laughs) Haitian? Nah, fam. Let's get you back. No, no, no. <laughs> no, fam. But no, yeah, no. It's a, so I, I mean, it, it sucks because I think Asians, because they are such a small group in terms of like their population, I think that it won't necessarily affect them as much. But what I think what we are going to find is a lot of people shouting reverse racism, especially, you know, white kids. I hate and, that term. And yeah. on Becky's it's kids, racism are going to be, you know, <laughs> Becky's they're definitely going to be upset about it. But a- Asians are a small part of the population, but they make up a, a larger amount of the Ivy League school oh, system. Yeah. So that's why it seems like so out of hand. And we've already seen time and time again, how they are um, discriminated against because they are required because of their ethnicity to score even higher to, on their entrance exams. Not true. So it's like, if I was a white kid and I had that exact same score, I'd be fine. But if I'm Asian, it's got to be even higher into the, you know, one percentile of, of high scores. So it's, it's true. ridiculous. True that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, Mike, what do you think? Actually, 
this is our panel. Mike is trying to get into school. Yes, okay. never again. Mike's going to school? Lesbian dance theory with an emphasis on film. Ooh. And we need to, to give Mike, degree. I know it is. We need to, <laughs> that wasn't a joke. <laughs> that wasn't a bit. I, I just know you. So we need to assign him. Thank you for not chewing right into the mic, Yanis. My adversity score just went through the roof. <laughs> You're Anyways, me with your I need, feel like my adversity here's score what we're gonna do. is yes, a little yes, higher yeah. than it actually is. I identify as yeah. adversity yeah. score. I identify as a 192. <laughs> we need to give Mike an adversity score. All right, let's give Ooh. Mike, let's assign Mike an adversity score, one through 100. All right, I'm not sure if that's how the actual thing works, but we'll just do one through 100. So Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, Where so are you we're from? looking at our criteria. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, well, I'm from Kissimmee in the 1980s and, and what, 90s. And uh, what, what, color, what like color is your skin? Good? Yes. Like 80. <laughs> yes. Let's look at your adversity score, and then let's compare that to um, how attractive you are. Now, how so, <laughs> how was the words? <laughs> how, so, uh, see, see, I see here uh, you played football for the Cowboys, um, and Cowboys is spelled with a K. So <laughs> intentionally, the, the Ku Klux the, Cowboys. The, the, the Osceola <laughs> says the Osceola Cowboys. You, you played there, um, and how many years did you you're play football? You're pronouncing that wrong. Oh, <laughs> says you says here you're from Kissimmee. Kissimmee, yeah. Osceola. Come on, you're killing me with these names. So. So we're going to go ahead and give you an adversity score. What do we say? Uh, I mean, if he's a, if he's a 50, I mean, he's, you he's know. He's a 50, but he's white. He's white. So that's, that's so that's, he started at 50. So now we're down to what? 40? That's 10 off? That's, that's 20 si- off. That's, that's a 30. six. That's a six. <laughs> down to a six. Because if you ain't white, you ain't right. I'm sorry. And <laughs> Andy's pretty good looking. So now he's down to five. He's a white cis male. Come on, buddy. And he identifies as straight. That's four. I, I identify as sexual. I don't choose anyone. I just, just, just sexual. whatever hole you see, you just want to just put it right in there. Also, this interview got a little rapey, so he's down to a three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you have an adversity score of three and we cannot let you come to uh, Phoenix University. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone at Phoenix University should have a higher adversity score just for the record. Just you, you applied to our school. We're going to go ahead and bump that score up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we know you broke down. <laughs> so are you going back to school though? Seriously? No, never. No, never in a million years. <laughs> oh, he says a million years because that's how long it took him the first time. Yeah, exactly. I remember when Mike <laughs> told me he graduated. Wild. I'm like, what doctor are you? <laughs> He's the Van Wilder I'm a doctor of, of film. <laughs> a lot of people go to school for 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, so he went to film school at BYU. Unfortunately, all they let you watch there is The Princess Bride. So that's the only film he has opinions on. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Actually, I I think I might not have gotten into film school there because I used rated R movies as some of my most influential movies in in all of cinema. Which which ones were they? Which ones were they? (laughs) He's like Pulp Fiction and Boondock Saints. I watched Boondock Saints just the other night, actually. Did you? I did. What are you rope for? <laughs> the best part of that movie is Willem Dafoe's performance. Oh, Willem Dafoe! He is amazing, amazing in that movie. Yeah. So he is amazing in, in that movie. Yes, yeah. so good, so good. Anyways, actually, so, Fight Club was my number one film. I put as influential. Yeah, Not you, even you, joking. You didn't deserve to get in. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it influenced me dramatically. When I got back from serving a mission for two years, one of the first films I went and watched was Fight Club. Right, because up until that point in my life, I'd never really watched rated R movies except for a, a handful that my father was like, "Yeah, this is a pretty good one. You should watch that one." <laughs> like the uh, director's see, cut of Nightmares that. Before yeah. Christmas. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I was like, "Well, now it's time for me to get freaky, yo!" And I was like, 
All my friends have always recommended this one and American Beauty. That's a good one. I didn't like American Beauty. Yeah, American that one's Beauty. too no, like weird. So it's very art house, but it's now with not even, hindsight like being what it is. Art house. It's just, yeah, no, I'm yeah, not about it. Yeah, I've, I have a very hard time uh, watching any Kevin Spacey movies yep. or TV shows now. That and also too, I can listen to Usher okay. music the same. I can listen to R. Kelly anymore. Like the one, th- the one caveat to this with Kevin Spacey is I will still enjoy the crap out of Baby Driver. I don't care. <laughs> True, but he's a bad guy care. in that. So. I liked Baby Driver. I didn't I, love Baby Driver. I liked it. I know I'm gonna get skewered for this. It's okay. It's okay. I don't, nah. See, I'm I'm fine with that. Like everybody's got their. It it's when what annoys me is like yes, it, a lot of this is opinion, right? But there are unless you have your objectively degree true. <laughs> good like well made movies, right? right? And we don't have to enjoy them. Like there's plenty of like well made movies I've watched that I'm like I'll never watch that again. It's not my right. thing. I don't Tinker, really like Tinker it. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I st- I've seen it three times. I still have no idea what happened in that movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, that's the point. But when, you, but when you talk to people and you're like, you're like yeah, man, I, I freaking love this movie. And they're like, the movie sucks. Like, okay, you didn't enjoy it, but this movie right. does not suck. So we're just going to stop talking about movies now because clearly you just don't know what you're talking about. It's like how I always so. felt about Eminem. You know, I appreciated his craft and the abilities that he had within his genre. Yes. Just never liked his music. Actually, Eminem, did you guys hear that Eminem is actually in the hospital right now? Really? Yeah. He, uh, he had to get serious back surgery from having to carry the entire hip hop genre for the last <laughs> decade. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there had to be Crazy! some... Uh, I was, I was just waiting for Eight it. Eight mile, bro. What do you think his, his adversity score would be? Uh, I mean, basically- We need to start rating celebrities Ooh. with adversity scores. I think Eminem that's gets- a good, He's, a, he's a, a 75. Idea. I think he's a 75. You that's, think he's a 75? You could do like an entire podcast. Yes, that. yes, yeah. exactly. But real quick, I wanted before we let Yanis do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> I had this great- I When we were just talking about this, because I have the same opinion you do, Matt, where I'm like, everything's subjective. And I actually argued with Mike about this on one episode. He's like, no, but it's art and it's bad. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Anybody can say anything. Stephen Fry had this amazing quote that I'm having to read because there's a lot of big words in it. Okay. I don't want to make sure I got it right, but I'm going to read it. All right. So here we go. He says, and I quote, I will defend the absolute value of Mozart over Miley Cyrus. Of course I will, but we should be wary of false dichotomies. You do not have to choose between one or the other. You can have both. The human cultural jungle should be as varied and plural as the Amazonian rainforest. We are all richer for biodiversity. We may decide that a puma is worth more to us than a caterpillar. But surely we can agree that the habitat is all the better for being able to sustain each. It's very deep. Mm. So, uh, anybody here play Diablo? Because that was Deckard Cain. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just kept waiting for you to say, stay a while and yeah. listen. <laughs> exactly. It was very close to becoming a Bane impression as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bane is really easy to do because... You adopted the dark. <laughs> Bane is very easy to do. All you do is James Bond. Yeah. All right, and you put your hand in. But a Sean Connery yeah. Bond. Yes. 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 Shake and not stirred. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Theatricality and deception are powerful agents for the uninitiated. <laughs> but we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? 
And then he can be like, ask me what I'm doing. Say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Crashing this plane. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> there you go. Just like that. That's exactly what he sounds Just like. Just like that. That was the take. They're like, you know what? We're 40,000 feet up in the air because Christopher Nolan has to get this in real life instead of on a blue screen. That's the take we're using. Cut. Done. <laughs> Dunsky. <laughs> It's awesome. Like, Chris, you know, it's the interior of a private plane I wanted on 70 millimeter. And I want it now. It's like, yes, sir. Right away, sir. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was kind of a cheap plot, but, you know. And then, of course, it. my favorite, um, I really, speaking of Christopher Nolan, I really like Dunkirk. That I was an too. amazing movie. Oh, Dunkirk was really good. It should have won. I love Guillermo del Toro, but oh, yeah. um, Shape of Water was not his best movie. It was an okay movie. I saw it in theaters and I was like, oh, that was okay. And then it won and I was like, yeah, these are so political. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which which really people good. don't pay attention to the fact that she had gills. So really it wasn't an exciting, uh, like, oh, crazy bestiality thing. It was just like man and woman right. of the same species getting yeah. married. And I'm like, I can get behind that. Yeah. Fight that. me, bro. Come yeah. at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. You gotta stick to your own kind there, fishy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Dunkirk was absolutely amazing. amazing. Revolutionary in the war film genre. Oh yeah, and <laughs> we'll listen to these big words from film <laughs> well, school over here. Well, I mean, it the was, way like, have we, is there any other movie like that that was filmed like that? Right. I mean, like no. this, like the way that the three like concurrent settings are, are going on, and they're you're seeing those settings non chronologically in the time frame that they're specific, like mm -hmm. that makes sense for that, and they're just converging to this one point and it's yeah. just yeah it's pretty great it and, was it was awesome and one of the one of the greatest uh, techniques that i saw um in this was the use of the shepherd tone in the uh, in the soundtrack where you're using um basically uh, you have a scale a musical scale and as one scale is going up the other one is descending and it creates this illusion in your brain of like ever increasing tension right mm -hmm. and so the entire time i was watching this movie my butthole was puckered <laughs> it was tense and for I, those of you that it. are listening at home uh yanis made the white power symbol but <laughs> yeah. he, but he brought was, his index finger all the way in real tight butthole real yeah. tight <laughs> it's like a bagel that's not quite a bagel doesn't know if it wants to be a piece of toast or a bagel you right, know, like, there's right, something right. there but i'm not quite sure what it is uh <laughs> it might be the most perfect analogy that anybody's ever made <laughs> yeah. about anything yeah 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 and on that side note i do find it funny when like people get all high in my about world, like seriously, actually high and mighty yeah. about our involvement in World War II, and they're yeah. like, "If we hadn't gotten in, then you know we'd all be speaking German over here, and the Nazis would have come over." And I was like, "Just how exactly do you think they would have come and invaded the United States of America yeah. on our soil?" Please, I w I'm going to sit back, and you're going to spell this out for me how this would have worked. Yeah, but that's Go just ahead. because that's the last war that we were involved in that we did good in. And it was followed up by, like, the greatest economic phase in the history of the world. So we're like, hey, we won this war. And then, then we took, got real good for yeah, everybody. Then we took over everything, yeah. built everything, went everywhere. So we're like, yeah, we like this. And the sad part is they've been making World War II video games for longer now than World War II actually went on. You know, like wow. we're just so excited. Like, I don't know how many I've stormed that. Like, I'm tired of these old men, you know, you know, shaking and going to the World War II memorials. I'm like, I stormed the beaches more than you did. Dude. Like <laughs> Call of Duty, like two through five made me play through this same level 10 times. Where's my memorial? My gosh. And the DLC sucked, you know, and the guy at GameStop's like, if you pre-order, uh, th there's a, there's a new zombie mode and they're Nazis. 
see zombies. I'm like, dude, 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 you don't have to oversell it. I'll shoot a German. Like, <laughs> they don't have to be the undead and a Nazi. Like, I'll just shoot them. Like, come on, okay? Jeez, Louise. That's too fun. All right. So, Yanis, what did you want to do? Hey. <laughs> I, I, we should have done it at the beginning because the entire time I'm talking, I keep looking at that freaking piece of paper and I'm like, I don't, I can't understand your handwriting. What doctor are you? First of all, I am a uh, Dr. Rock and I am a love doctor. And I won't they work. They call f- me Dr. Rock. <laughs> and I won't work for nobody but you, big guy. <laughs> I feel special. Machine. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking we could do a quick little like, one minute rundown for some actual like lighter topics because we've been talking about some real heavy stuff today. And I told you we would keep it light, and we did. And we did. We I did. say all the time, if it did. ain't light, it ain't right. But you. <laughs> but I mean, you sent me the, the the list of topics today, and it was just like it might as well have been like killing puppies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's illegal. Killing babies, not illegal. <laughs> I was like, there was a video of this lady throwing puppies in a trash can, and I was like, oh my gosh, we gotta find this lady and kill her. I'm like, it's her puppies, her choice. Okay. <laughs> Everyone needs to calm down. And she was in Co- uh, Coachella, right? This was, this yeah. Was, no, yeah. no, no. It was, was it near Coachella or something? I thought it was like downtown LA. No, Although every time I see something bad, I think it's downtown LA because it's like, it probably is. It's a think, good assumption. I think Florida. I mean, that's just kind of, but. No. Yeah. We got no, the sunshine laws. No. It's not. Florida's not necessarily like. It's not like if it's a bad story, it's Florida. If it's crazy. If it's a crazy bad story. <laughs> yeah. It's Florida. My favorite Florida man story was the one where the guy was naked jerking off on the roof and then jumped down and just. Ass- not He didn't assault the couple, but just ran in their house real crazy like and was just jerking off everywhere. Like I house. mean. That's awesome. That was crazy. How long did it take the cops to get? I have no idea. (laughs) Probably like the quintessential like Florida man story because it just it just incorporates everything about Florida. Is the dude who got so pissed at at the Wendy's people that he threw the gator? Gator, (laughs) yeah, the alligator (laughs) through the drive-through window. Yeah, he just comes up and he's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go get an alligator. Which uh, for those of you not familiar with Florida. <laughs> like that, that's not the easiest thing in the world to They're do. Real <laughs> like, and a, like a hundred percent muscle. Yeah, so even yeah, if it's like, tiny, it's going to give you a fight. Like not only is that not easy to do, but if you get, caught doing that like you're going to jail yeah. like they're not even going to come up and be like hmm, no you can't do that you're going to get arrested yes. so this guy somehow goes out and manages to catch a gator and then come back to the Wendy's that pissed him off order something and then get to the drive-thru window and just toss the gator in there and drive away. Like that is the most Florida man thing that's, that's pretty, ever happened. Pretty epic. But if they're going to advertise 50 cent Frosties, they better have 50 cent Frosties. Yeah. Okay, that's all oh, I'm yeah, going to say. If they had it coming. If it was McDonald's, they would have thrown a whole family of gators in there. <laughs> yeah, for the ice, the ice cream machine. machine. It's always broken. And yet we're still fighting in Afghanistan. We couldn't drop, uh, 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 you know, like those, those water planes to put out the fires, but it's just filled with alligators. Yeah. <laughs> you just drop that on them. Like they're going to go to, they're going to want to come, come to war with us. Like, oh, give yeah. me a break. Oh, they're not going to want a piece of that dropping alligators on them over there in Afghanistan. <laughs> Give me Dick Cheney on the line right now. <laughs> They've all got Halliburton tattoos on their, their gator skin. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh my like God. they've been in prison. They're on their little shoulders. <laughs> they've been doing like gator pushups. You know, they're all jacked. Trump, Trump 2020 on one shoulder and Halliburton on the other. Just drop them in. <laughs> you can just see them flopping through the air. No, oh my this is the most gosh! Ridiculous visual. DARPA right, is gonna have weekend. to pay me so much money, dude, for but, that idea. But it's funny because okay, so I don't believe that 
generally speaking, Florida is that that much weirder than anybody else. But the funny it's thing- It's the law that- Yeah, it's sunshine law. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like we have, like back in 1991, basically mm-hmm. it made all of our news stories very easy to search for. Yeah. And so if they're looking for a weird story to fill time on their their local news cycle, they're yep. like, a Florida man today was you know, arrested for, you know, for dick slapping his mom, you know? Well, and the way-, the way <laughs> To like, death. <laughs> to You're death. like, oh God. And especially nowadays, now that we like know- how all these like online search algorithms work and everything. Every single one of these stories starts with Florida man because it gets them clicks. Yeah, exactly. It gets them clicks. And so, yeah. Well, our own resident Florida man, Yanis has something he wants to say. Yeah. Hey, so, Hey, we're going to talk about some things here. Okay. So I'm going to quote, uh, I'm going to quote Joe dirt on this one. And it's not what you like, Ben, it's the consumer. Okay, so uh, we have say we you're ha- my sister. Say you're my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> Speaking of say you're my sister, we're gonna talk about some Game of Thrones real quick. Woo-hoo! We're gonna do a quick rundown of all the. Now, uh, is this going to have spoilers in it? Because there might be some people listening in Missouri, and they love their HBO. And they love their incest as well. So, you know, <laughs> they love their unpaved roads, but there will be some, some, uh, some spoilers. And let's just give it you know, 15 seconds. Hey, Matt, tell me what you think about uh, Game of Thrones this season so far. Uh, trash, <laughs> garbage. Yeah, there there was some definite misses the on this one. Pinnacle of poor really? writing choices. Yeah. Wow. Um, there there were some some misses, I would say for sure. But I am excited to see how they wrap up some storylines. I think. Uh, Better well, hope they do it tonight. I think they will. <laughs> um, well, I, I think uh, Arya is going to be Azora High. I think uh, the prediction was wrong that it was a prince that was promised, but a princess. That might have been promised. Or she's got a they little weenus need, that we haven't seen yet. They just need to but burn Andrei it all to the ground. That would be the most Game of Thrones thing they could do with this. Is just like nobody gets the Iron Throne. Yep. This whole realm is just in chaos now because everybody that's important dies. This True. is all a dream that Ned Stark had. Indeed. He wakes up from in a cold sweat. Sheen Bean is right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so ben, what do you think about the... Uh, about about the season. Oh, you didn't watch it? Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I have the first run of season one of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray. And you might say to yourself, well, what does that mean? That means that it's the one that still has in frame George Bush's head on a pike in the last uh, episode of the first season what? that they had to fix. Oh, that's right. It was the original coffee cup. Okay. <laughs> nice. But real political. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little bloodier. A little crazier. All right. Uh, next topic. Kim and Kanye, baby number four. What do you think? Uh, abortion. Kim and Kanye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, we're not doing that? Oh, I thought we were still talking about the abortion stuff. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Good for them. I hope they have 100 kids. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Uh, anyway, uh, Tony Robbins, sexual misconduct allegations. How do you feel about that? Five women coming forward saying that he uh, may have been inappropriate with them. I think everybody who's ever in his audience should come forth as that. As that. What yeah. About? Yeah. I don't trust people who smile too much. That's yeah. a thing. It's weird. Like, like it's real weird. It's real weird. Like Joel Osteen, that dude has like literal skeletons in his closet. I don't know. I, like he, that guy smiles way too much to be a, a, a normal person. I'm sorry. He's I will say people. Joel Osteen and I don't agree on a lot, but we both view poor people the same. <laughs> like, honestly, like I'm the same lock the doors. Like I, I don't want them in my house either. Joel, like I stand with him in that. How do you feel about the uh, prosperity doctrine in general? The, you know, the belief that, you know, as a preacher, God, you know, God wants me to be an example to my community. So you have to give me your money. I'm going to pray for I you. I think it's a I'm joke. Yeah. Cause um, you know, I, I don't believe in paid clergy. True. So, 
Uh, um, the, uh, I mean, so there's that in, or, in Orlando city, uh, there's a big, there's a great stadium. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story about the stadium that I'm not sure very many viewers or listeners know. Right. So there was a church that sits on a plot of land where the Orlando city stadium was going to be placed. Right. So, uh, Fairmark this is, is for out, the soccer team for, for the soccer stadium. Right. Okay. So, uh, this church says, uh, you know, um, the eminent domain comes in. They're like, okay, um, give us an offer. They give them fair market value. They say, not good enough. Double market value, not good enough. $5 million plus relocation to a new place, not good enough. They counter $36 million <laughs> for this lot that's worth $729,000 in downtown Orlando. The city's response we're just going to move the stadium half a block. <laughs> so there's this little sad church right next to this, like big, beautiful, like right in the shadow of the stadium <laughs> parking wrapped all the way around, like either side of oh this gosh. church. And like, it's- Wonderful, but yeah, yeah. But, but Tony Robbins, I think that's kind of a ridiculous. I don't, story. I don't know enough about him. He's kind of like I, I know, I know who he is, but I, he's, I think he's a little ahead of my time. A- ahead of your time, he's like from the eighties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's I, still in 1953 right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're before Woolworth on this one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, switching to sports, uh, Manchester City. Uh, won three trophies. It's the first time it's done by a men's team in England, which is kind of cool. Women's team did it first, um, but they may be out of the Champions League next season because they overinflated uh, the value of a uh, sponsorship deal, which is against FIFA's uh, or UEFA's uh, financial fair, fair play rules. How do we feel about that? One of the best teams in the world right now. I feel like soccer is dirty through and through. Every totally. time I'm reading a story, somebody's done something wrong. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's a smidge hypocritical for any... Uh soccer governing body yeah, to like that's what to, I'm saying. to try to lay the ban hammer on an organization yeah. for uh, doing anything. Hold on. Like I want, I want the Mike's Manchester team this? now made up of male identifying women from the soccer team. That's what I want to know. No. Because that seems like that's how they would accomplish it. <laughs> they're, they're European. They don't have to change their it's identities. Fluid. They all look the same. It's like fluid. The, <laughs> the men have long hair and luscious lips and fair skin. And you're like, you just look around. And Are you trying like, to tell yeah. us something? Like, no, that's what they look like. They've, they they've all started smoking at the age of three. So it's like, they're all emaciated and gray. That's what they all look like over there. Why do you think everyone loves Sweden? Because you go there and it's this little pocket of color. And they're like, oh my gosh. Is the color white? Yes. <laughs> gray or white? Those are your two options. When you see white after you've seen gray your entire life, you're like, oh boy, howdy. Oh yeah, dude. I was, I was quite popular in, oh. uh, in Europe when I was there. I'm not going to lie. I bet you the, were. The, the ladies love a little, a little brown. Apparently. What can Brown do Although, for you? <laughs> I felt I had kind of a similar experience when I was in Jordan, right? All the little kids asked to play with my hair. Stop it. And I was like, this is what Yanis feels this like. This is exactly what Yanis feels like. <laughs> I like, I'm one of them now. <laughs> I have suffered what he has suffered. Yeah. It was great. That's amazing. It was great. Yeah. It was <laughs> cool. Great. Uh, Justin Amash calling for Trump's impeachment. I have no idea. What language you just spoke? So okay, <laughs> Justin Amash. He is a, a congressman. Okay, and pretty much like the only Republican that is always like f that guy for Trump. That's like, smart. Yeah, I mean he's he is basically a libertarian. Like basically, but Snuck but not elected there. as a Republican because libertarians aren't electable. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, so feel the Johnson. So his take, <laughs> his take on the, on the report was like, he literally just came out either. Yes. I think it was yesterday yep. and was like, yeah, this is, this is impeachable. Like 
fully yeah. full on came out and said he has, wow. had like a whole thread on Twitter because uh, he's pretty active. I don't know. And Trump I, called I, him and a loser. Sure. Yes, I know who yeah. this is. Yeah. I didn't know the name, but yes, yeah. I've read this. So yeah. he read the the report. Yeah, and he's like, he's this a, bar said the wrong stuff. This is that guy. Yeah, yeah right. that guy. Yeah. 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 Yes, 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 yes. So I mean, you know, I don't always agree with him 100% of the time, just right. like I don't any politician. But as far as politicians go, he's probably like the top of the heap, right? Like he is, yeah. you he's know. He's the he, corn at the highest yeah. peak of the poo pie. Right, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. He is, <laughs> yes. You know, he's probably about as straight as they come when it when it comes to these guys. And, uh, I, you know, he's been openly critical of Trump, but for him to actually come out and say – Yes, like he should be impeached. I mean, it's literally what he says. He should, you know, he sure. should be impeached. Sure. Um, you know, and and he's not he's not the type of person that's going to say that lightly. Like yeah. he's not just going to come say that because he's like, oh, I want I want headlines. You know, like that's not him. Like he's not looking for headlines. He's saying that because he did go over that entire report and he honestly thinks that Trump should sure. be impeached. And I mean, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, that, like deal. somebody from his own party Broke is stuff, yeah. that adamant about it i mean you can you'll see disagreements all the time yeah. among party members but for an elected republican to come out and say yep impeach him yeah it's pretty great it's uh it's intense i, th I think that's probably one of the the ballsiest things that any politician's done in a while because i mean the democrats can say that all day Except it doesn't mean every, much, it doesn't for sure. It, I mean, it doesn't mean anything really when yeah. the Democrats say it because they're just going to say it. Like right. the Republicans said it for eight years with Obama. I didn't like the guy, but he never did anything impeachable, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just going to say it because that's what they have to say, right? right? But for like for a Republican to come out and actually say that, like, that's a big deal. It's pretty dope. All right. Yeah. Britney Spears, find out she's not allowed to have a cell phone, an, an iPhone <laughs> specifically, and she desperately wants one. Her sister and her father. Are her she runs up to you in line at the Apple store. <laughs> Do you buy her the next iPhone? Mike. He's like, abortion. Like, okay. Retroactive abortion. How yes. old can they be for a late-term abortion? You've got a hammer and sickle to the back of Britney Spears' head. Like, which iPhone did you want, sweetie? The, Sit right there. The 412th trimester is that where we're at right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So apparently, so a part of, she's been under the care of her uh, father and her sister for the last several years, eleven years to be precise. This what? Is a, this is a, it just yeah, came, it just came yeah, out. You can't use the word several when it's eleven. <laughs> it's yeah. 11. When, some, when somebody says several, several years. years. <laughs> when you say several years, you're thinking okay, three or four. Three. Yeah, four yeah. Years, yeah. Maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, eleven, 11 years. years. So yeah, so her sister has strongly encouraged the judge to not allow her a an iPhone because she thinks that can she, she use an Android device? I think any smartphone, but she specifically wants an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and this right. is what's wrong with the demagoguery that goes on at these <laughs> Apple stores. The ghost of Steve Jobs Genius has a hard bar. on right now. For Give Britney me a Spears. break. The ghost of Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's yep. at it again. Yep. 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 And finally, how do we feel about Robert Pattinson as the potential new Batman? Not potential. It's official now. Is it official now? It's official. Okay. Official. I saw IMDb. All the, okay. Okay. All the headlines I've been seeing. Yeah. Last yeah. We're like, oh, like, it's like, yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. Because it was between him and um, Beast from the new X Men, and also the crazy guy. Nicholas from, Holt. Yes. Yes. Huh. It was. It was between them two. I think they were the finalists, and then now it's like official. Official that it's okay. What about you, Michael? What was well, I know you in? you were in you Robert were, Pattinson yeah new Batman? you were a big I'm, Twilight fan I'm he's trying to the, think he's of, the main, I never saw any of Twilight so I'm trying to think of what else I would know him in Cedric as an Diggory actor. from Harry Potter which one was that 
He was the very tall, handsome one who won, who almost won the chamber or the um, the house cup. Gobble, the Goblet of fire. fire. Oh yeah, the one who died. Yeah, that one. Yep. Ha- sorry, spoiler. S- spoiler report. alert. Two thousand six. Spoiler okay. alert. A- <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. The statute of limitations on a movie that came out how many years ago? Several. <laughs> several years ago. <laughs> several years ago. <laughs> a several years ago. Uh, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> what do you feel about it, man? Yeah, you know, I think he's probably fine. Yeah, no. I mean, I think white guy, square jaw, tall. I think that, that fits. I think it fits. Whatever right. DC like is brooding. doing these days, I, they're going to do 100 different things in the next 10 years so anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Here's, like, here's the thing. We all know he's going to get jacked, right? Like right. When, when Chris Evans got cast as Captain America, all, all people saw was like kind of this- American know, pie. This like fit guy who'd yeah. been in some things, right? And like, okay, whatever. And then he got ripped. Yeah. Like, I am as straight as they come- he could make me a little bi curious. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Robert Chris Pattinson's Evans can fart in my dinner tonight. <laughs> like, I'm about to find out if that super soldier serums an STD. <laughs> get over here. So we all know like Robert Pattinson's going to look the part, right? right. Like they're, they're going to make him look the part. I haven't seen much of what he's been in, but like I was reading some stuff on yeah. message boards and the more reasonable movie fans out there that are like, pump the brakes on this twilight crap really that good. people are freaking out about. Yeah. They're like, he's been amazing in these things. So I was like, hmm, curious. So I start looking up some stuff about some of these movies he's been in. And yes, he's been like universally praised in like all these indie films he's been doing over the last half decade or so Great. since yeah. Twilight. Yeah. And so uh, I haven't seen him, but I'll, I'll take all this stuff at face value and say, yeah, let's give this guy a shot. If like people have been raving about his work in these films for, yeah. I for years, it. like let's, let's see what, Let's see what the guy can do. He's talented. He can play brooding as we saw in twilight. He can play like upbeat and positive as we saw as as Cedric Diggory. And then not to mention, he can play everything from deranged to psychotic in vampire to vampire to (laughs) sparkling vampire. No less. You never go full vampire. You never, and you never go full. Um, but I'm going to have to bleep that word. (laughs) You can't say the R word. No, that's a tard. (laughs) He's tard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's. I think he's going to be great as long as Kristen Stewart isn't in. I think we're going to be. <laughs> she needs to be Catwoman. Oh and, my okay, god! Okay, no, 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 no! Okay. She's been great too yes, outside of Twilight. No, yes, she, she has. In, in Did you see Adventureland? I wanted to stab my eyes out with oh Rusty Spoon. Okay, I do. I, Adventureland was an awkward movie in general. It was, though. It was a terrible movie. But there, there were. There were He's like, there was people. little to no adventure. So, there were plenty <laughs> or land. There were plenty of people in that movie, though, that have had good performances outside of that movie that were like everybody was pretty terrible in that because like nobody, nothing was believable in that movie. Like at all. Okay, I, how about I, when I was, she was Snow White in Huntsman? That was also but terrible. That's, but that's and a bad she, movie. And she was that's acting with Charlize Theron. That's, and that's, that's a bad a, movie. Nobody looked good in that movie. Charlize was fine. She was fine. So that should tell you how bad the movie is. She was fine. She was fine. But no, like Kristen Stewart has been in some things where she's she's shown some range. Even as a kid, like, okay, Panic Room? Zathura? Panic Room? (laughs) Oh. Okay, as a kid. If you can already act as a kid, you can act as an adult. No, like, you can like, dodge like a wrench. No, no, you no, can no, dodge a ball. <laughs> when, when you go through puberty, all that changes. You can be a beautiful little choir boy, but until, unless you get your balls cut off, you aren't going to keep that voice. Uh, that it, got real dark. Yeah. <laughs> Are we, yeah. Hold on. Like my Game of Thrones again? What's I think, happening? I think that I sounded think really get, personal, Mike. I think she gets a little bit of a bad rap. Like she can, she can act. I think she's made some poor 
acting no, no, choices. No. Truth be There's told, plenty of actors that have made tons of poor acting choices that are really good. Colin Farrell, he's been in a million things that suck balls. Jim Carrey. And he's been not good in them too because they're just straight terrible but he's an amazing actor like yeah. in minority Bruges? report in Bruges like there's plenty I of things that he's been amazing why. in but yeah, then he good. just picks like he picks really bad movies he's Gerard the, Butler oh. picks terrible movies yeah but when you get him in something good like 300 he's, he's pretty decent I just want to point out I think a lot of this it might not even be that they have bad choice of things it might just be like uh, yeah I Got a new house. I got two new Lamborghinis. I no, have a new kid. I'm gonna true, pay right. this off oh, by doing this movie. I mean, you scoop and, something up when you need the cash. And right? I, yeah, and I have no happens. issues with that. Plenty. There are oh, plenty yeah. of actors that are open about it too. That are like, that look, man, this is a job, and I take what's gonna pay me. And I mean, you look at like the middle part of like Ben Affleck's career. That was literally everything he did. He was. I mean, he Paycheck. literally made a movie called Paycheck. Yeah, Geely, like, <laughs> yeah. and it's bad. Like it's, it's really bad. bad. But like honestly. Ben Affleck like might be one of like the best directors, writers, actors. I was going to say for, better than our, just an actor. He's of a writer this and entire a director. generation, like he's he's great really, as a director. He is yeah, really freaking good. And when he cares about the project he's in, he's amazing as an actor too. And especially like in the stuff he's been in. I mean, The Town, Argo. Oh my gosh! If they can get him off of the drink. Freaking amazing. Well, I've never doing... seen Kristen Stewart give me any range, but yeah. that's maybe because I've I never would, seen it. I would. I would. Le- I would love to. Uh, to, to have sex with Kristen Stewart, but that's as far as I would <laughs> let her entertain me. <laughs> You're like, honey, can you use a back door? That's a pretty wide range. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a long range, isn't yeah. it? She'll, she'll make some sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Like you can be team Yanis after this. No, once you go black, <laughs> you, you, you might go back. I don't know. I'm all right. I'm basically white. I just. <laughs> <laughs> don't that- say that. I don't get as much credit for having you here. Back, back to the Batman thing though. Do we, is there anybody else specifically that's been cast in that? Or is it pretty much just it's like, him. it's just, no, 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 we know Matt Reeves is directing yeah, and I yeah. believe writing and it's going to be him and that's it for no. casting, mm-hmm. which once again, this project was more exciting back when I thought it was going, when it was originally pitched as Ben Affleck was yeah. going to writing, be writing, directing and, ba- and, st- and like, starring oh, in it. I was like, okay, this is yeah. awesome. This is, this yeah. is going to be so good. And then of course DC screwed that too. And they, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. couldn't even, it's like, uh, uh, uh. And they just fumbled that away. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, not to take anything away from Matt Reeves, he's made some pretty good stuff as well. But the casting, like, not Ben Affleck. The casting part of the DC universe, like the casting and getting the directors, is Roberto Aguayo at FSU. The actual product is Roberto Aguayo (laughs) in the NFL. NFL. (laughs) And you're like, how? How? What happened? How? How? Like, honestly, that still blows my freaking mind. I had a memory on Facebook popped the other day. Literally, it might have been yesterday where I had tweeted out like, I don't know how many years ago. I was like, there's nothing more boring than a Roberto Aguayo highlight reel. Yeah. Because like, it was just automatic. What other position in the NFL translates easier than kicker? I know. And... and (laughs) Kicking should arguably be easier in the NFL than it is in college because yes. the hash marks are narrower. Yeah. You're not kicking from if you're on a hash mark in the in college, you're kicking from like way out from the side. In the NFL, you're still basically straight onto the goalpost, even if you're on one of the hash marks. It's insane to me that a guy who literally would like he, not only would he make every kick, but it wasn't it wasn't even close. Like the goalpost could have been as wide as me putting my arms up in the air. Yeah. And they're all going through. Yeah. And he's he outscored all of Florida State's opponents that year. 
by and himself yeah. as the kicker. <laughs> it's insane. insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, it's a it's a ment- it's a mental game, man. Yeah. They say that once it gets in your head, it's like free throws in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I see it's like it gets in their head. They can't do it. Yeah, and it's like, man, it's crazy. I want to see more Grammy shots. Back, back to the DC stuff, though. My yeah. favorite <laughs> blunder of theirs, favorite blunder, is after like so we've gotten already up to this point years of of Marvel movies, years of other stuff out there right and and clearly i mean avengers one how long was it two and a half hours something like that a yeah, Voltron, yeah. two and a half hours yeah they're all like longer movies right yeah. and some asshat at warner brothers or dc <laughs> or whatever is like this movie has got to be under two hours yeah. like this isn't speculation we know that somebody told them they had to keep it under two hours and and like what yeah really they like but do you not do you not understand that people are willing? I mean, we're we're now. I mean, this is hindsight now, but now we're seeing like the culmination of the Marvel movies. Yeah, and we this three hours long that's just shattering. Yeah, all the records. Right, and you're like, no, under two hours, or we're not doing this. Yeah. In their stupid. defense, they may have seen the film and realized <laughs> this needs to be two hours, the, like the, right the, at two hours. The Snyder okay. cut we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, uh, yeah, that's true. We don't know if the under two hours came before Which, because it was filmed or after it, it was here's filmed. Here's the thing. I think that Zack Snyder should be a DP, a director of photography or a cinematographer. Uh, he visually does a lot of really great stuff. Yes, yes, But as does. a storyteller, because if you my favorite films of his is the remake of Dawn of the Dead is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn actually wrote that, but he was going off of something. 300 doesn't really hold up, but it was fun once again when I was 13. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you watch right. that and you're like, this is the greatest movie experience of my life. Right. Visually, that is witch incredible. isn't wearing a top. <laughs> so you're like, oh, that's so cool in the visuals. Once again, he shot essentially frame by frame from the comic book. Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Even the ultimate edition that's like three and a half hours long and has the animated Black Freighter stuff cut into it and everything else. Once again, though, he shot the panels that were already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when he's given a little more rope, yeah. we get Guardians of Gahul. Yeah, but he doesn't know he doesn't know how to make us care about our about his characters, and that's the hard, like it's those human well, moments he can't get them out of his actors. It's not yeah, I was gonna say it's not just that it's that I don't think he understands how to get stuff out of actors. So if you've got actors that need good direction, because some actors do, like they really just need good direction, like they don't, you know, they're not gonna go out there and do everything right on their own. And so, and you can tell in a movie when it's like that, where they just didn't get Star good Wars direction. Episode One, and uh, right. Episode Three. And, You're uh, breaking my heart. And so, was that George R. B. In pretty much Natalie Portman. And pretty much all of Snyder's movies, you can see that in like the less talented actors. Like they just, you can tell they just don't really like know what they're doing, and it's it's blatantly obvious in Batman versus Superman, because you have an actor on screen who knows about, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck was amazing in that movie. Great. Fantastic. And anybody that says otherwise doesn't understand. Again, this is, goes back to like, yes, there's a lot of subjective stuff in art, but you can objectively look at how yeah. somebody does, you know, does these things. He was objectively good in that movie. He was, and it's he's because, the best part of that movie. And it's because he knows what to do. Like he's been behind the camera. He knows what to do. So he doesn't need the director to direct him. And if he's not getting direction, he's just going to, he's just going to do but it. But you, you look know? at uh what's his name? Who played Superman? Cavill. 
Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Once again, that was my problem with Man of Steel. Is like I'm like, yes, he looks like Superman. He I was like, my best my best review of that is that he is like a Superman statue. Mm-hmm. In all the best ways and all the worst ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his performance and, is and very flat. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty decent actor. Like yeah. he's been good in a lot of things. Like he was a blast in freaking Mission Impossible. Yeah. As you know, oh, uh, he was one of my favorite parts of that movie. He was fantastic. But how hard in that movie, because that's a great movie, how hard would it have been to bring that movie down even? You know what I mean? Even with the amount that's of screen true. time he had. Like, it's that's moving true. so fast that you got Tom Cruise, you got, yeah. you know, Xenu shows up. It's yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah. I know we're going off on all these other teams. No, no, no. no. This is fine. This is better than anything Yannis had written down. <laughs> but, uh, Trust me. How, how weird is it, though, <laughs> that, like, that franchise has just, like, gotten better and better and better I will say this I agree with that I did like the last one I think it finally for me at least plateaued with this last one like it didn't it didn't get much better than the last one it's kind of like as good as the last one and I was like all right this is fine I can I can see that but I I mean what was this what was the last one fallout was the sixth one there's I think I don't know sixth one I want to say, so you had the, the first one way back in the mid-90s. John Woo does number two, and, then, and it's and then, bonkers. And then we just pretend like that one doesn't exist, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like, it just does not exist. I mean, if that movie were shot in real time, it'd be 20 minutes long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the gun's coming out of his hand. And then they bring in J.J. Abrams, and he makes a two-hour episode of Alias starring Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And then... F- yeah, four, four is when six. it starts getting like really, really good four because was, Brad Bird comes in, right? Yes. He's the director. Yeah. Yes. We did Incredibles Brad Bird came and came in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, building one, right? Four yep, is yep. the building mm-hmm. one, which was incredible. Yeah. Ghost Protocol, then yeah, then Rogue Nation, then Fallout. So yeah, six. Six one. And, and that so, was actually why I thought Spectre did so bad that year, because that was the same year that Winter Soldier and Rogue Nation came out. And, and I'm like Spectre. Far superior spy and I'm movies. like Spectre is doing that same story of the good guys or the bad guys, yeah. but it's already been done twice this year. Better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Much better. And and like I don't know, Spectre wasn't a terrible movie. No, it's to not. Me. It's but not. it just it just wasn't it just wasn't as good as some of that. The other Daniel stuff. Craig saga is going to be every other one is amazing. Yeah, because you start with Casino Royale, amazing, and then oh, 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 okay. which once again I try and defend it by saying it's the second part of a movie. It's not right. its own movie. Right. It needs to be watched with Casino Royale. Right. Yeah, yeah, it does. and that makes more sense. Yeah. Did, they, did they announce the new Bond yet? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Check when your notes. It, when is it coming out? Shut Check your notes, Yanis. Surprise you. A little, little, uh, little <laughs> corner over here. A little pop culture corner. <laughs> you scared Pudge. Oh, Mr. Pudge. Mid-a, mid-a. Mid-a. But yeah, then we, then we got Skyfall, which honestly- Was amazing. I, it's my favorite Bond yeah. movie of all it's time. It's great. It's great. It's like, it's, it's so good. Oh And then we got gosh. Spectre. And we're like, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean- yeah, the was, thing the thing was, that James Bond will always do though, especially with the new ones, that makes it hard. Like especially with Spectre, like you look and you're like, oh yeah, it's okay. Like the story's not that great, the acting's okay, but it's just because the production value on these movies is so crazy yeah. out of the roof. You're just like, wow, this looks like very little green screen. Like they're going to all of these locales, right. they're shooting there. Like yep, it yeah. looks amazing. So I think the production value definitely helps those films. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. So what did you have on your notes, Yanis? Clearly I think the, that was it. It's balled up now. Oh, We're done. Robert Pattinson was the last one, man. Our Pats. Yeah, man. Our Pats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike, say something, dude. In, into the mic. Some good almonds. <laughs> Excited about the almonds. Mike's why, just, why don't you, Mike's so, just been snagging over Mike, here. Well, just okay. Listening. Mike listening, used to snacking. bring snacks every single episode. And well, then about well, episode five, mm. he stopped bringing snacks. And then today he did. And I thought, that's really sweet. That's nice. Matt's in town. We don't know next time he'll be here. Planes go down all the time. So I'm like, geez. <laughs> 
So he brought snacks, and I'm like, this is great. He, he's rinsing off the grapes, and he says to me, I'm rinsing off all of the, uh, you know, all of the, the poison that they spray the bugs I said with. pesticides. He's, he's very, he's very, uh, you Crunchy. Know, Crunchy is the, the He's the very uh, hippie, very like, the earth is one with me, and I am with it, or something. Like, the force is real, and all yeah. this other crazy yeah. mambo jumbo yeah. stuff. Crazy. I'm going to ride my motorcycle to the moon. Like, uh-huh. we heard earlier who's very excited about the mushrooms. So <laughs> there's a reason for that. So he's like, oh, I'm washing off all this, whatever. He bites into the grape that he brought. And it has seeds in it. He uh, bought grapes with so seeded grapes. And so I'm like, for someone that's against GMOs, <laughs> he's angered that this grape <laughs> has seeds in it. And I'm like, Mike. We fixed that. <laughs> we have genetically modified it, so we got some without seeds. You just got to look for them outside of the organic section of the... I didn't know people still sold seeded grapes. I didn't think they existed anymore. Oh, they I do. thought all grapes They still have seeded watermelons, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. They've got apples yeah. with seeds in them. I know all about them watermelons. Listen, you know, I am anti-certain yeah, GMOs, <laughs> but not all. I think anytime you're cross-breeding different vegetables and fruits, it's technically considered genetically modifying them. Fun, uh, fun story that would be a lot more fun if I could remember some of the really specific details of it. But anyway, <laughs> there is, it, it's, a, I, I want to say it was Indonesia. It's somewhere like Southeast Asia, like one of the, the big countries over there that just has like a full-on ban on GMOs, right? And one of their major crops, again, I can't remember specifically what it is. I promise you, though, like I read a legit article on this a couple years ago. Oh, like, my. Not the onion. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I know that sounds funny, but I, re- I really did. I just can't remember exactly what the name of the crop was. So th- this crop is a huge deal for them. Like, it's just one of their big cash crops. And there is one little bastard of a bug that destroys this crop, right? And it costs them all kinds of money to try and fight this bug. Well, this one really cool scientist was able to crossbreed this, uh, you know, this this plant, this crop that they have with some other stuff and essentially was able to get this protein attached that quite literally is only deadly to this one bug. It's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. This is like... Like, it is the coolest thing that I read probably that entire year. This is like... 2016, 2017. Like I was telling everybody about this. I was like, this is amazing. But you know what the sucky part is? Their stupid government won't let them grow this crop because it's a GMO. This thing is literally 100% healthy to every living organism on this planet, except for the one damn bug that destroys the crop and they can't grow it because that country has a full ban on GMOs. Yep. Insane. Yeah. Those idiots can suck a dick. (laughs) Oh, dick. The entire thing, <laughs> three or four of them at once. Indeed. Back so as, as our listeners have probably heard, Yanis has been enjoying those grapes the entire time. Yeah. He has been spitting this. I told Mike, I'm like, don't bring the seeded grapes in. People are going to be spitting seeds in the studio. I did mean to leave them out there. I just, I, I dated a girl that used to eat apples through the core. You can do that. Seeds. And, no, you can't, Michael. That is, Some blood just left my brain and went to another <laughs> part of my body. <laughs> I saw her keep going. I was like, what is happening right now? What are you doing? You know, when you do that. What's her adversity the, score? <laughs> when you when you do that, the terrorists win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> adversity score, eating apples through the core. Yeah. Dating Yanis. Okay, plus 50. Plus, <laughs> maxed it out. Max, just it maxed out. it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, what's everybody up to this week? And then we'll sign off. Mike, what are you up to? Where can people find you? 
We got uh, SunnysideSyncopators.org forward slash Kissimmee Dancing Studio. K-Town Boogie Down is this Saturday if you want to come swing dancing in Kissimmee. No, you're smart enough to stop inviting me to those things. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's people who dance in public. I literally was on a date with someone when I realized they were a public dancer. You like like when I dancer, see like you found out she was a stripper. Yeah, it's worse. She wasn't even getting paid. <laughs> like like it's worse. She's like a stripper who hates money. You're like standing there, car pulls up, and they're like, "Is this uh you, Amy? Yeah. Uh, I'm your Uber driver. I didn't order an Uber. Yeah, I ordered it for you. you can get <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. Here now. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good night. Like she just started <laughs> dancing. I was like, oh, like. Like you're one of those people that falls trapped to like if someone's just playing music anywhere. Like I see these people like at City Walk and downtown yes. Disney or like the lakefront when they have like a band, they're just drawn to it like moths to a flame and they just start dancing. It's like they can't yeah. help it. And I'm like, that's what? me, yo. That's we not know. healthy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, we know. There's something. But he's not trying to put his penis in you. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped trying years ago. Yeah. And and years. <laughs> yeah. Mike is just 11, way too feisty. Several <laughs> several years ago. Several, several years ago. I have. I stopped back when Britney Spears moved in with her dad and her sister. <laughs> several years ago. Someone get that woman an iPhone oh. and an abortion, please. <laughs> And not in that order. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying now. Oh yeah, public dancing. It just it it bothers me. And like we talked about before, like when we were, when we were at the loop, and there's all those people. Like I really try and steer clear of situations that start aligning my thinking with that of the Unabomber. <laughs> like when I see people dancing in public, I'm like, just one grenade, just, all just one bump stock away from solving all of these problems. <laughs> you know, like. I, your, those are those your, are banned. Now. Yeah, those are thanks banned Trump now by uh, you know our our gun rights. Yeah. Republican president can't believe it. Can't yeah. believe it. Well, it's yeah. just the stock. It's not the actual gun. So you know, it's different. It's, it's still it's, a it's problem. Banning, it's banning an accessory. That's how it starts. <laughs> That's how it starts. Yeah. All right. Anyways, public dancing is awful. Yeah. What were you saying, That's Mike? <laughs> Come on out to the party. Ben won't be there. <laughs> That's how you should advertise all of them. You get more people there. So that's really what you're doing? Yeah, Is that really what's happening? Saturday. I really have the K-Town Boogie Down happening in downtown Kissimmee. Nice. My whole life didn't have swing dancing in, in Kissimmee, and now I'm making it happen. Now it's here. That adversity yeah. score is going through Living the roof. Living the dream. Yep. Living the yep. dream. All right, yep. Matt, what are you going to be up to? Where can people find you? Do you have a Twitter handle? Your public one that you can share is not the one that you just go on there to mess with people with. I know you have uh, yeah. or, yeah. or comment to the people who comment on my threads. <laughs> I see those. Oh, I get so okay. excited. <laughs> I did. You, you see, Brian, can I say his name? Yeah, yeah you can not say the last name. name, but yeah, I can, I can bleep it out if you say it. Okay. Well, whatever you, you probably know who I'm talking about. If you yeah. perused his threads, the dude that, that blocked me, it's hilarious. Yeah. Anytime I come across one of Yanis's posts <laughs> and I see there's like 40 comments and I click on it and I can only see five. I'm like, well, yeah. log out. Log into my daughter's Facebook, go over to Yanis's page, and see what this moron has posted. Yep, and uh, yeah, it just never yeah. fails to I, disappoint. I respond to him like a child now. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, sure, that might happen. So, what was the latest thing that stirred everything up? It was the wall, right? It was it's, the wall. It's been the wall, like pretty much every well, time. Like, if he could marry the wall and just like <laughs> the wall and just. And just like go, just run a train on it all day. He would. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, he just he loves the wall. What if the wall was a train? That'd be cool. You <laughs> after doing that all day, you look down, and between your legs is just 
hamburger meat. Yep. Just oh. <laughs> 80-20. Yikes. Could be leaner. You know, could Yikes. be leaner. Yikes. Yeah, maybe for some of you in the room. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm a I'm just a lurker on Twitter. You're a lurker. On Twitter. Yeah, I just follow like sports people on Twitter for the most part. That's really all I use Twitter okay. for. Uh, I get all my news and information on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I that's, love it. That's like I rarely post anything. I nobody it. cares what I say on Twitter, right? Like there's nobody that yeah. follows me on Twitter. You should though. And, You'd uh, be so good on there. That's your platform. I'm telling you, you could be a superstar. Yeah, but no. And then you can start nobody. retweeting me and I can be a superstar. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll make it happen. We've solved it. By your yeah. powers combined. Yeah. We can be the new, uh, what are those, the Krasington brothers? They're always up on political posts. They just got like banned from Twitter for 24 hours or nice. something. <laughs> they crack me up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you're just going to be lurking on Twitter. That's what everyone needs to know about you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be sitting. Are you going to be playing computer. any games? I know your PC master race over there. Yeah, I'm a little bit PC master race. I play on Xbox also. But, okay. Uh, All right. So you yeah. have a heart. Yeah, okay. I do. I do a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest. The only thing I really play on Xbox is I get on and play like Fortnite with my little brother because he's ridiculously good at it. Wow. Like, and so we just get wins. Like, if I wasn't winning on Fortnite, I would never agreed. Play that if game. I had someone who could carry me, I'd play I would, it more I'd too. I never play. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say like we'll get you know we'll get like a duo win and I'll have like two kills. 300 player damage and he's like yeah i got like 12 kills and like 3000 player damage and i'm like yes yeah same same <laughs> yes you did <laughs> I, I watched it all happen as i yeah you died two minutes as in, and i you won. Uh, assisted a few of those kills not to be honest most of the time when we win it's because we both survived to the end like i tactically i know how to play the game like i've, I've always been like tactically really good at video games i don't have the mechanical skill that other players have in some of those games. But like when it an, comes like an armchair quarterback, after, <laughs> after, after 25, it, it yeah. starts leaving you. Honestly, yeah. it yeah. does. And it's so, crazy. Yeah. You know, when we play, like I'm kind of the guy, like I understand how to play the game and I just, I'm there for support. So, you know, so it, if you, you know, you know what and, we will do, you know what we will do after this? Cause it was going to be mortal Kombat, but more important than that is we will just watch Mike play PUBG. <laughs> it is the greatest thing you've ever seen. I believe it. Is it bad? It is. What genetic disorder do you have that made that thing happen? I didn't know guns could jam in the game, but that's apparently what happened. I didn't know you could shoot yourself. Like it's it's impossibly. First, you have to invert. That's the most important part. He's a weirdo. I mean, I do play with inverted look though too, but I played a lot of. Uh, there's like one flight there. sim type games when I was younger. Yeah. And so like when it comes to like looking stuff, like it's just, it's muscle memory for me. I could never switch back on the gaming thing though. You want to, the one that really weirds people out is, uh, is that when it's I, like play, I have to play naked when I, play, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> when I play on PC, I play mouse and controller. What? So what? hear me out. Are you a savant? Hear me out. <laughs> why, why do we use a mouse? Because it is far more precise yes. than an analog stick. Mm -hmm. In that same vein, an analog stick is far more precise than WASD for movement. Agreed. And so I just have a mouse with like eight things. Like I map everything to the mouse, right? Mm -hmm. And then I literally just use a controller for like movement and a couple of things mapped to like the shoulder button and the trigger button and stuff like that. And so... When it comes to any like shooter game that doesn't need like twenty things mapped to keys, it's mouse 
and controller. Like when I play Overwatch, so like, mouse and controller. I want you to take That's a picture so of this weird. and send it to me. So we actually, <laughs> like Quincy and I want to like make a prototype controller. You that's should. kind of like a Wii nunchuck, but for PC gaming. So that, cause like I hold an Xbox controller yeah, in my left hand. Yeah, that's kind of cumbersome. And so, it, you know, it's, it's fine. It works fine. But the issue is, is that you realistically can't program anything other than the left trigger, left bumper, and uh, L3 pressing in the left analog stick, right? So we'd like to have a controller where like I could have those buttons, but also like some buttons on the side, like where like my ring finger and pinky finger could click those. So if I you had an couple, elite like, controller, like a, like you a, could do that. Like oh, well, yeah. Quincy does have an elite controller. Actually, yeah. I could I could do that. But that still is a little bit cumbersome. No, it is cumbersome. That's um, You're that's, giving away million dollar ideas for free but, on the podcast. Uh, realize this yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yet you told everyone about your unicorn candle. Okay, first yeah. of all, my unicorn yeah. candles are delightful. Don't you dare talk shit. I did, I'm not. I'm <laughs> saying that's a million dollar idea you give away for free. We, we, uh, we do have like pretty much everything though, like as far as like the design of it. Like we literally just need to like. You better have nut, China making it before those tariffs And, three, and 3D in. print one like yeah. we just we know some people with 3d printers and so like we just need to get the casing like so 3d printers all right so yet. mike's gonna be dancing you're gonna be designing a brand new peripheral for mm. pc use everywhere yanis yep. what are you doing what's going on in the world of yanis this week uh you know just uh honestly uh just cleaning the house snapping you necks know, and cashing checks yeah just snapping necks and cashing checks you know honestly uh no i uh i volunteered the hospital that's it uh and what do you do there i am a nicu infant cuddler so whenever there's babies that are born addicted to drugs or premature or whatever, um, I hold them as they cry. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's uh, just a takeaway from all my sins that I've committed usually throughout the week. So that's the Catholic side of you. Coming yeah, out. yeah, that's my it's my guilt coming through. No, I just I just love kids and kids love me, man. So um, and I'm a very good uncle. So you know, I was telling Matt earlier, I decided to take my talents to South Beach. And, you know, <laughs> and be a pro uncle and win some championships with these babies. There you, you go. Know, so. That's awesome. That's so, <laughs> so cool. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So honestly, just that and just, just getting ready to kind of begin the launch of the candle business. And I'm excited. That's where it's at, mm-hmm. man. So I'm excited. Wait to get some of that candle. Hey, that's man. right. Get it's that candle good. action going. Get it. All right. Well, for Mike, Yanis, and our guest, Matt, whoop, whoop. this has been, and this has been another episode of the snap crackle podcast we will see you guys next week and 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 oh i was on such a good streak don't stop listening don't stop listening don't stop listening yet don't stop listening please go to our facebook and twitter all right go to snap crackle pod forward slash facebook.com and at snap underscore podcast on facebook and twitter and please let us know if you like the show if you didn't keep it to yourself we will see you guys (laughs) next week